Sukkah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Base 1-2. In the next few Mishnahs, we'll discuss layers above and below your schach and what they do to your sukkah. Spoiler alert, it ruins your sukkah and makes it possible. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, If a person builds a kosher sukkah, but it's beneath a tree, and the idea is that the tree has branches which are providing cover over the sukkah, and it's the majority, think of a big tree, over the sukkah, directly above the sukkah. So then it renders everything beneath the tree, meaning the entire sukkah, not kosher. Ki'ilu asa beso chabais. It's as if you made your sukkah inside of your house. Now, the mission wasn't explicit in saying that the sukkah is not kosher, but it isn't kosher. And the reason why is because you need to have a sukkah. And that has to be, the sukkah of the sukkah has to be what provides you with your protection and cover. And if there's another layer of cover in addition, then the sukkah will not be kosher. That's based on a leaven from a pasuk because the word sukkos, basukos, is spelt with that missing vav, as I mentioned previously. Another drash they made there is that it's a single sukkah layer and not a double sukkah layer. So if you'd have a tree as a canopy above your sukkah, the canopy of the tree is another layer. And because that tree is attached to the ground. So its branches are not kosher for schach, and therefore what's beneath those branches are also rendered as schach puzzle, invalid schach. So that would make everything below it not kosher. Um, as a side point, the picture is you have like a large tree over a sukkah. If hypothetically you have like a single branch over the sukkah, so then what's directly beneath the branch indeed would not be kosher schach, but if that that alone doesn't make the whole sukkah not kosher. It depends on how big the branch, how wide the branch is, and how much it covers, and how much the rest of the sukkah is covered in shade, etc. You just have to discount the part directly beneath the branch. Now, as far as building within a house, so first of all, a house itself. Let's say you lived in a thatch roof hut, and the your roof all year round is a bunch of branches in the forest in Borneo, and they're, they grew from the ground, and they're detached from the ground, and they're not makabal tumah. So is your house a kosher sukkah? The answer is no. The mandate of the Pasuk is to live in a sukkah for seven days, which implies really on a Doraisa level that you got to go to your sukkah, not in your home. And if you stay inside your home, even if it has the roofing that would, under other circumstances, be a kosher sukkah, the home is not a kosher sukkah. It's not a sukkah at all. It's a home, a house. And therefore, your house, home, all year round is not a kosher for sukkah, regardless of what you have on the roof. That being the case, if you build a sukkah inside of your home, it's also not going to be kosher, but not just because the house isn't kosher, but because it's, it's even if you'd have the tree overhead, that's the, the equation being set forth in the Mishnah, it would not be a kosher sukkah beneath the canopy because you have to be under the single layer of, of sikuch, of covering, and not double layer. So even though the tree cover is not as bad as the house, it's still just you might have thought, it's just as bad as the house. Building inside a house, you haven't gone out to a sukkah, everything above the sukkah is rendered as schach pasal in that schach, and therefore your sukkah is not kosher in either of those two scenarios. Similarly, you have to make sure that your sukkah is a single sukkah and not like a sukkah beneath another sukkah. Even if the second layer would be a sukkah proper, the lower layer would not be kosher because this requirement to be under a single level of schach, of sukkah, not a double layer. And that being the case, the Mishnah says, sukkah al-gabe sukkah, if you build two sukkahs, one on top of the other, hel yona the upper one will be kosher, because it's only got one layer above it, but the lower one having two, having another sukkah layer above its schach, v'atachtona psula, that one below will be not kosher. Now, the next line of the Mishnah, I think, um, is often misunderstood, 
I'll read it to you first, but then I'll explain what's going on. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer im ein diurin belyona. Rabbi Yehuda says, if you can't live in the upper sukkah, hatachtona kshera, then the bottom one is kosher. Now, before it makes sense those words, let me just explain the machlokas and the issues at hand here. The problem with having a second sukkah above your sukkah is that the Pasuk requires a single sukkah, not a double sukkah. But remember, what's covering this, the upper sukkah is not your house, and it's not a tree which is attached to the ground. It's just palm fronds, whatever's on top of that second sukkah, and that's kosher for schach. So essentially you have kosher schach on top of kosher schach, so why should that be a problem? The answer is that additional lima, that it has to be a single, not like a multiple sukkah. And therefore if you have a sukkah proper above your sukkah, the lower sukkah is not kosher. Which mean, and that's according to everybody, which means, hypothetically, let's say the upper layer is only nine tfachim high. In other words, the distance from the lower sukkah is where you're going to live. Then you have like a nine tefach gap above your schach. And then you have another layer of schach, like built on four walls. So it's, it's of course, it's another layer. But because we said that a sukkah needs to be at least ten tfachim high, the upper layer is not a kosher sukkah. And therefore, since you just have a layer of schach, your sukkah, and then above it, you have four poles holding up another layer of schach, kosher. So in that scenario, there's only one sukkah, the upper one is not kosher as a sukkah, and therefore the lower one is the only sukkah, and therefore the lower one's kosher, with a, with a double-decker layer of schach. That will be, yes, okay. The problem is, when the upper layer is a bona fide sukkah all to itself. Now, for something to be a bona fide sukkah, it means you have to be able to live there. And living there doesn't just mean that you're very agile, and you can climb up there and be careful to stand on the thick branches, not to fall through the gaps in the middle where there's a bunch of leaves. That's not called living. And the definition of living, according to everybody, is at least that it has to be strong enough to support you and your bedding, your car and keset. There's a machlokas whether the car and keset, which one refers to the pillow, which one refers to the mattress. But the point is, your mattress and pillow, whatever it is, your bedding must be up there. Because remember, the essential point of your sukkah is you're living there, and living, for sure, always includes sleeping. And therefore, you need to be able to put your bedding, like your bed and bedding, up there. So everyone's going to agree before we get to the machlokas of our Mishnah, that if the upper layer cannot hold a person plus his bedding, it's not called a sukkah. It's just another layer of schach, and therefore there's only one sukkah, and the lower one is the lower is the only sukkah, so the lower one is kosher. Everyone's going to agree if the upper layer is inhabitable and it could you could sit up there with your bedding and everything else and live on the other sukkah, upper sukkah, then everyone agrees the upper sukkah is the kosher one, the lower one is the sukkah beneath the sukkah, and that's two sukkahs, no good, and therefore the lower one's not kosher. The machlokas in our mission is very limited. It's this sort of very um, thin gray line where the if you put your bedding up there and sleep on that bed, you can manage only al-ideid chak, like uh, it, just barely. That means that, you know, the, the, the schach, beneath your bed, which is the schach of the lower sukkah, is, you know, it's wiggling, it's bending. Maybe you you have to be mindful. Don't, you know, lean on this side of the bed or you'll fall through the hole. You have to lean on that side of the bed. The point is, you can just manage, if you try very hard, then you can balance up there and not fall through the ceiling. Um, But it's like sort of, it's it's dicey. So that gray area is the machlokas. And this machlokas is that the Tanakama, meaning the Chacham hold, that such a sukkah is, yes, valid as a sukkah. And therefore, since the upper layer is a valid sukkah, because you can live there through, in a betachak, you know, with a, with a, with a, just barely. So then the lower sukkah is a sukkah beneath the sukkah, and it's not kosher. Whereas 
Rebuta holds that if you can live there just barely, that's not considered a sukkah, and therefore the upper one is not a sukkah, so the lower one is yes, a kosher sukkah. Now, you can remember these shitas and keep everything like sensible in your head because it's consistent with the previous Mishnah. The previous Mishnah we had said, our opening sentence of the whole Masechta was, what's with a sukkah whose schach is more than 20 amos above the ground? And the Chachamim, the Tanakhama said, sukkah is not kosher. If there's schach is 20 amos off the ground, plus, why? Because you're forced to make a diras keva, a permanent robust structure, and a sukkah is meant to be a diras arai, a temporary structure. So if your schach is so high, you're forced to you're forced to make a, a diras keva fixed structure. That was the Bartonor explained like Rava. Fine. Rabbi Yudah disagreed. Rabbi Yudah said, no, a sukkah must be a permanent structure, a diras keva, for you to live in. It has to be able to last, you know, in perpetuity. And def- definitely it has to be able to last. Indefinitely it has to be able to last. And that being the case, he requires something fixed. And therefore, in our Mishnah, the Chacham say, listen, if you can live there, Ali Chak, you know, with a with a in a pinch, just for a few days, that's a diras arai that constitutes a kosher sukkah. Rabbi Yudha says, no, you need to have a diras keva, a fixed place to live, and you can't live up in a tree where you have to be reminded, you know, I should say in a, in a second sukkah, where you have to be reminded, don't like lean too much in the bed, this so you'll fall through into the ground. That's not a diras keva, and therefore it's not considered a sukkah, and therefore the lower sukkah will yes be kosher. So again, that's what the Mishnah says inside. I'll read the whole sentence now so you got it clear. Then we end the Mishnah. Sukkah al-gabe sukkah. If you have one sukkah on top of another sukkah, halyona kshera, everyone agrees the upper one is kosher. The tachtona, v'ha-tachtona, psulet. The bottom one is not kosher. Now, if you have a scenario where it's al-yedeh chak, you can live up there, the upper sukkah with your bedding, but just barely because it's sagging and wiggling and you have to be careful or you're going to fall through the holes, etc. Then Rabbi Yudah Omer, im ein zirin belyona. If you can't live in a stable reliable way in the upper one, then the upper one doesn't have a status of a sukkah, and therefore hatachtona kasher, the bottom one will be kosher still, and the tanakama held no, even if you can say it as long as you can fit your mattress up there without it falling through the the roof, and you can sleep up there, even just being very careful, so then the upper one is yes kosher, meaning the lower one is not kosher. Halach, of course, is like the chachamim.